0: Hello. Now, in this episode, I'm talking about how to avoid three expensive mistakes when planning your renovation or new build, and ultimately, how you can avoid disaster and heartache in your project. So many homeowners make avoidable mistakes when embarking on their project, so I'm going to be taking you through some specific ones that I see that can cause a lot of damage. And I'm also going to be sharing how we can work together in a really affordable way to simplify your project journey and to help you achieve a great outcome in your future family home. So let's dive in. Welcome to Get It Right with the Undercover Architect. This is the podcast all about designing, building or renovating your home. I'm your host, Amelia Lee. Think of me as your secret ally. I am on a mission to help you create a home that makes your life better, whoever you're working with and whatever your dreams, your location or your budget together we'll uncover the nitty-gritty of how to get it right and how to create a home that works, feels great, and that you feel great in. So join me now. So before I start today's podcast, if you're listening to this between the day of launch, so July the 31st and August the 7th, 2018, it's really exciting because Right now, you can join me in my six-week online course, How to Get It Right in Your Reno or New Home. Hundreds of homeowners have taken this course and have really enjoyed how it's helped them get ready for their renovation or their building project. I'm going to be sharing more information about how to get it right throughout the podcast and how it could really help you plan your future family home and have a simpler, stress-free and successful project. Uh, You can head right now, if you want to, to the link www.undercoverarchitect.com for slash get it right now. And that link's going to be in the show notes, but stay tuned as well, because I'll be sharing more information about the course and what it involves and how it might be able to help you. Now let's talk about how to avoid three expensive mistakes when planning your renovation or new build. And as I said, these are mistakes that I see homeowners commonly make uh, and they can cause big budget overruns and unnecessary expenses in their projects, and also cause a huge amount of stress as well and and cr- really not create great outcomes overall. Now, the first mistake is what I call the dive in mistake. Now, this comes from really seeing that there's two phases for people when they're planning a renovation or a new home. So, the first phase is what I call the research phase, and the second phase is what I call the rip tear bust phase. Now, these aren't phases of the actual project themselves. These are actually they're like mindset phases. They're actually how I see homeowners often behave when it comes to getting prepared and then executing their project. So what actually defines each stage? Well, the research phase is that part of the project where you might just be toying with the idea or you're actually thinking about it or actually know that you're going to be at some point in the future renovating or building your home. Now, this research phase, it varies in the length of time, and that'll depend on the homeowner and the way that they ordinarily do things, and it also will depend on their current living situation and their lifestyle overall. Look, this research phase, I see it can be anywhere from six to 12 months, right up to five or even more years. You know, I've had some homeowners tell me that they've been seriously considering renovating or building for 20 years, uh, but life has just continued to get in the way, and they've not been able to make it a priority. Meanwhile, though, they're, they're really honest about the fact that they've been researching, that they that this idea of renovating or building has occupied time and attention and conversations and they've been collecting ideas and they've been considering what will work and what won't in their home and they've been staying steadfast to the fact that they've got this desire to change their living situation. For most people, though, well, the most common that I see this research phase go for is really a two- to three-year time period. You know, renovating and building, it can involve big change, big expense and a big commitment of time and of energy. And, you know, so it's no wonder that it can take a while to get momentum and to feel prepared and ready to move on to your next phase of the project oftentimes this research phase, it can be overwhelming as well. So as you start to learn about what's involved in building or renovating, you can, you know, you can feel that you simply discover more of what you don't know. And if you're doing this alone, say on your computer or your iPad or your phone, you know, perhaps sitting in the evening, or you might be talking to others who haven't done it, but they can share every horror story that they've heard. uh, Or you might be watching reality renovating and building television. You know, they're all surefire ways to prolong your research because your fear and your nerves will build up that actually prevent you from taking action and moving forward. Now, what's the next phase after this research phase? Well, that's the phase that I call the rip, tear, bust phase. Now, when I say rip, tear, bust, I'm not talking about the process of starting demolition or site preparation when construction happens. I'm actually talking about an attitude. It's the attitude of homeowners that I see once they actually decide to kick off their project so even after having spent years on planning on researching on getting ready to hit that go button perhaps you know and perhaps it's because of the number of years and the the actual time that's been spent once the decision is actually made to go ahead with the project then homeowners will generally dive in boots and all and this is the dive-in mistake that I mentioned right up front you know, there's this slow, patient, we have all the time in the world pace that happens with the research phase. And then when a home assa- homeowner says, we're actually going to do this, we're actually going to start moving on our renovation or new home, there's this attack, this urgency that starts to happen. And perhaps if a designer isn't ready for six months, you know, it's, it becomes too long to wait. Or if it's going to take 12 to 18 months to get drawings and approvals done, then that feels like forever. And if it's not all happening yesterday, then there's impatience and this frustration with the process overall. Now, I can completely understand this. Of course, when you want it done, you want it done. you know. However, the thing with renovating and building is that certain parts of it just actually can't be hurried regardless of how fast you'd like them to happen. And if you're making decisions that are based on availability or speeding things up, reducing timing overall, then those decisions can sometimes not serve you very well or the result that you're creating in your finished home. In fact, I've seen homeowners not be prepared to wait three months for a builder that they actually wanted to work with because they were ready to get going now and they had this timeline they were trying to work to. And then the builder that they chose instead who was ready, uh, that builder ended up going into liquidation in the middle of the project. They ended up back with the original builder that they had wanted to use who actually then agreed to come on to fix up the problems with the previous builder, fix up the work and finish the job to you know, to get them back into their finished home. The only problem was that by this stage, the, the project ended up costing them an extra few hundred thousand dollars, so hundreds of thousands of dollars extra, and it ended up being 12 months past the original finish date, I've seen the same happen with designer selection. So homeowners, they've chosen somebody who's based – they've chosen somebody based on availability, not on fit, and then they've actually not been able to trust them fully when they've been working with them. They've not had full confidence in their ability, and – that means then that any design concept that they're cre- that they've created, you know, they've not been fully convinced or confident in that that outcome either, and so they doubt whether it's the right way to progress their project. And so, what I see happen is that they stall and then they delay, and they've already invested time and money in working with the designer that wasn't actually the best fit for their project and didn't produce the result that they were chasing. You know, good quality designers, they usually have a wait period and good quality builders will be the same. And if you're in a rip, tear, bust mindset when you're approaching this, you then you rarely save money when you're um, needing to do things with urgency and you're going to get really frustrated throughout the process. So what should you do instead? I've got a tip in how to deal with this two phases of uh, of researching and rip tear bust and to be able to create better results for your project. Now, the tip is to use your researching time more effectively. You know, this actually includes having some structure to your research. Using that research to try and understand the process rather than simply collecting beautiful and inspirational images to your Pinterest board, And also to map out an overall plan for your renovation or building journey. You know, looking at the timeframes, the people that need to be involved. The first research I recommend anyone does when they're thinking about building or renovating is to actually understand the steps that your project will need to take. From the point of view of understanding what you're allowed to do in your area through to what you can afford and what budget you'll need, what kind of team you'll put together, how you're going to get your design right, and then how you'll actually get it built. You know, then Understanding these steps, this framework, this can actually shape the research that you do so that you spend your time far more productively rather than disappearing down a Google or a Pinterest rabbit hole. And this will help you save time and money as you get ready, working out what will be the best places for you to invest your effort and to invest your budget overall. Now, my online course, how to get it right in your reno or new home, this is a really simple way to get a useful and effective framework for your renovation or building journey. I've actually laid it out step by step to take you through the four phases that happen in any project, regardless of its budget or its location. So these four phases are, first one is before you begin. The second one is getting your design right. The third is before you build. And the fourth is getting your project built understanding the steps that are involved in each of these phases that's what will help you move confidently through your project and even get you started sooner than you thought you could you know actually find that once the fear is lifted that overwhelm then you know once there's that effective plan and process laid out then homeowners find that it's actually not so overwhelming and they actually get excited about making their project happen in a calm and confident way. Trina, who's a previous member of the How to Get It Right course, actually said this. She said, How to Get It Right gave me an oversight into the process of building literally from the ground up. I feel it is preparing me for the process and streamlining my decisions to ultimately save me time and money. And it's instilled a confidence in me to find a team that will work for me to build our forever home. I'm going into two architects offices next week and I'm excited about it because I feel confident from taking this course that I know what to ask them in order to choose the right person for this job and I am armed with a brief that will help them see our vision as well now since doing the course earlier this year Trina's actually she found her architect and she's been working with her architect and moving is moving closer to getting her design finalized really soon and she's been sharing that progress with me it's really exciting to see how that confidence and understanding that framework has really helped her move her project forward Okay, so no diving in mistake for you. All right, so that's mistake number one, the dive in mistake. Now let's move on to mistake number two. And I call this mistake the make yourself a target mistake. Now, this is where you don't get informed for your project and you don't give yourself the means to benchmark anyone's performance, to check the advice that you're being provided or confirm that you're making the right steps for your renovation or building project. And what happens is that you then make yourself super susceptible, super vulnerable to be taken advantage of, you make yourself a target for dodgy builders, bad designers and terrible service all round. Now, you'll often hear me say that renovating and building is not one decision. It's a series of decisions and they're made one after the other. And sometimes you can be making several of them simultaneously. Other times you can be making sequential decisions where one leads to another. You know, some come flying at you fast and furious. Others can take more time and need more consideration. And so what I see happen for people is that they often keep their view of their project at a micro level. They're really close to each of the steps and they're making each step with their view on how they'll keep moving forward and how they'll just make the next step. Now if you're always maintaining a close range view especially one that's you know that's uninformed that means that you can ignore really obvious red flags because you have your blinkers on or you don't even get the opportunity to jump up to that helicopter view to check that you're on the right path overall and you don't have benchmarks to check your progress or your performance against. Now, if you receive the UA News, uh, you may have noticed a couple of weeks ago that I shared this story about a woman's post that I saw in a renovating and building Facebook group that I'm in. She was asking for help to deal with a situation that she was in with her builder. Now, she said she'd been dealing with this builder for two years. Uh, He consistently makes errors. He's months overdue on her project. She said he bullied her into signing her contract under duress. He lies about work that says that it's being done when it's not. You know, he set handover. He gave a date for handover and then he just delayed it because he wanted to wait for his final payment. She said he's charging for variations that they've not agreed to and he's threatening to withhold the keys until he's paid. And she's also discovered a clause in his contract that forbids her from reviewing him online. So as you can imagine, she is desperately trying to work out what to do and she is stressed and she's exhausted. Now, from the benefit of where we get to sit, and this is what I often see happen when people hear stories about like the about sort of situations like this, is they you know, they they think, oh, I'd never get myself into that position, I'd never let things get that bad. And yet I speak to so many homeowners who've been working with builders or designers or other team members for weeks, months, years sometimes and tolerate terrible service and behavior and it's you know because they've not been informed about what they can demand from those that they're working with and how to avoid making themselves a target for this type of shoddy service it's it means that they make themselves really susceptible to being treated this way and getting ripped off financially or we're still stuck with a home that's a liability. Now, please let me reassure you, building and renovating does not have to be a disaster. It's not a foregone conclusion that your project will turn out terribly or that you'll have a stressful time. And I saw a lot of the answers to this poor woman's plea for help along the lines of, well, you know, building and renovating is always stressful and, you know, just hang on in there. It'll all be worth it in the end. End and you know and for me that's just it's not it's not what it has to be about it's not what it has to be like so you know it can be a process where you get excited about about doing it about the finished home that you're working towards where you can find an amazing team who are on the same page as you and who help you deliver, a a great home and a great design that is on budget. You know, this does happen and it actually happens far more often than the horror stories. It's just that the news of them travels so much further and faster. So how do you enjoy your project? How do you set yourself up for success and avoid this type of situation, avoid being, you know, taken advantage of? Well, here's your tip. It's to be really informed before you start so that you can set expectations. You know, this includes having benchmarks and tools in order to confirm your progress and to give you strategies to put into action. If you don't have these tools, it's really easy to be delivered mediocrity and substandard service and be none the wiser. You know, it's much easier to get the wool pulled over your eyes or to fall for somebody telling you what you want to hear, not the actual truth that you need to hear for your project in my How to Get It Right course, I actually share information about this for lots of different aspects and stages of your project. So, you know, one PDF that you get is a list of the various members for your potential team, when they're compulsory, when they're optional, and an estimate for the kind of money that you'll be paying in fees to them. You know, this is so that you can avoid unnecessarily paying for people or not getting the right team on board from the outset and not budgeting for them as well. I also share some great strategies to help you interview your potential builder so that you can find the best fit for your project you know there's there's uh, a tool in there to help you build your brief so that as Trina said, you know she felt that she then had the tool to be able tools to be able to communicate to potential architects what she wanted for her home so she could be really confident they were going to be on the same page as her for her project. There's another tool in there that's a recommended dimensions for the various rooms in your home design. You know there's lots of other types of tools and tactics like this inside how to get it right to really support you in making the right decisions for your project. A previous member, Karen, actually said, thank you so much for all the information in this course. It's really informative and has us well armed for our build. And one of my favourite bits of feedback I think that I've ever received for How to Get It Right um, was particularly from a woman named Bronwyn who said to me that with the paperwork presented and the questions she put forward, The person she was speaking to, the builder, actually asked her what part of the industry she worked in. And she said, The great start is all thanks to our not so secret ally. So, this is a mistake I see lots of people make, okay? So, it's a mistake that you need to avoid the making yourself a target mistake. Now, let's have a look at mistake number three, which is saving to spend. So, what does this mean? Well, remember I mentioned those four phases of a project that I teach and how to get it right? So, they were the phase one before you begin, phase two getting your design right, phase three before you build and phase four getting your project built. So what I see is homeowners actually seeking to save all of their money to spend it in phase four getting their project built and they resist spending any money in the other three phases of their project and yet time, effort And strategic spending in phases one through to three before you start construction, that will actually end up saving you time, money and stress in that phase four in getting your project built. Spending your money on experience and expertise, it can be a really worthwhile and important way for you to avoid heartache and drama in the execution of your project. And, you know, we can really get caught up with all the things that we want to buy for our home. The space, the materials, the interior finishes, the fixtures, the furniture. And we can forget that how those spaces get shaped and how those materials and products actually get chosen, that's what will dramatically determine whether the home is great to live in or it's an expensive mistake that we regret for a long time to come. If you're paying for all of your upfront costs, as in you know designers, other consultants, approval fees, if all of that is coming out of your own pocket and then you're funding your build from your mortgage... I find that this can actually impact decision-making around how you allocate and spend your money in your project overall. I see homeowners have a different relationship with the money that comes out of their own account for those upfront costs versus what they might be borrowing from a bank. And there can also be a timing aspect to this, you know, because you're not often getting your finance sorted until you're actually ready to start construction. And so the lead up to construction of bringing these other experts on board, that can take some time. However, I really want to encourage you to think about this, you know, spending strategically on this experience and expertise, it can be an incredible way to access years and years of knowledge across many other projects like yours, so that yours is far more successful and simple as a result. You know, this is how you anticipate potential pitfalls and you manage your risks, risks that can cause huge cost blowouts if you don't avoid them. And this is how you can stretch your building budget so that every dollar you spend on it has the greatest impact on your home and the lifestyle that you get to lead in it and beyond it. So, my tip in regards to this mistake is this don't apportion your budget like you're assigning dollar items to various things on a shopping list. Assess what spending is actually going to need to occur in those first three phases of your project. Determine what you can spend money on early. That is actually then an investment in experience and expertise to really streamline the execution of your project overall. What you're seeking is an efficient project where the process is simplified and you feel supported and guided throughout. You know, don't go Lone Ranger on this. It's not necessary and it's not necessarily wise either. You know, having a guide can make a huge difference in the home that you create and the journey that you take towards it. And of course, how to get it right is a super affordable way to access this expertise and experience. You know, it's not only mine that's developed over 20 years uh, industry experience um, in over 250 projects that I've done, including three renovations of my own. But you also get to share the experience of others. You know, this is the last live round of the course that I'm going to be running for 2018, which means that as part of your membership, you get to access a private Facebook group for the duration of your membership. This is where you can get your questions answered by me, and you can really see what other homeowners are challenged by. What I love is that every time I do this, I see homeowners completely leapfrog they're learning because they benefit from having other homeowners ask questions that they haven't even thought about yet and they also get the enjoyment of being part of a community of like-minded people who are also planning their projects. It's a huge opportunity to tap into this collective learning and knowledge base for the period of your membership. You know in fact Laura told me Amelia you've created such a welcoming unique and accessible space for people to tap into your wealth of experience and host of other professionals at a time when we feel confused, vulnerable and nervous thank you so much and Nigel's feedback was this he said firstly thank you so much for the fantastic how to get it right course it was packed with information that provided us with further clarity as to the team uh, we need to establish to create our family's forever home the community and your guiding input was really enlightening and we got much more out of it than our initial positive expectations Okay, so let's go through those three mistakes again, and then you can check out. I've put the full transcript of this episode onto the blog, uh, so you can grab the link from the show notes, or I've made the URL really simple. The web address is just www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash mistakes, okay, and that will help you find this blog. So remember, numbers, mistake number one was the dive in mistake, mistake number two was the make yourself a target mistake, and mistake number three was the saving to spend mistake now remember to head to the blog you can check out those tips again and see how you're going to implement them for your project so that you can avoid these three really expensive mistakes and ultimately the heartache and drama that they can bring for your renovation or new build project now as I mentioned up front if you're listening to this podcast on the day of it going live or before August the 7th 2018 you can join How to Get It Right right now okay and you can be with us for the last live round of 2018. This is a really great way to get ready for your renovation or building project whether you're planning on kicking off in the next few months or next year or even the year after that you know to be frank no one has ever learned this information and said oh well I learned that too early I should have waited. (laughs) Mostly what they've actually said to me um, is what Christina said to me she said I'm absolutely loving this and I wish I had found you sooner your advice and tips are brilliant. Okay, so I've just got a few questions that I commonly receive from How to Get It Right and I'm just going to go through those so you can see if these are questions that you've got too. So who is it for? Who is How to Get It Right for? Well, the course is really for anyone who's planning to build or renovate their home uh, and they, you know, whether you're planning on doing it soon in the next couple of years or perhaps you've even already started working with a designer or an architect on plans for your project. As I said, you can never do this course too soon because it streamlines everything that you will do from here on in. So the only person it wouldn't suit is if you're going about to start construction, if you're about to start the actual building process of your renovation or new home, then my online course, Manage Your Build, that's a better fit for your needs right now. So another question, why would you do it? Well, It's because you want to be more efficient and strategic in your project and you want to save time, money and stress. You know that there's a lot at stake as the decisions and the choices that you're making will become the permanent home you'll be living in and you don't want to create a home that you hate or where you regret the choices that you've made. You know that renovating or building is an undertaking, and so you want tools and knowledge to make it simpler for you and to help you feel more confident and in control of the process so that you can be in the driver's seat for your project. Now, how is How to Get It Right different to my other online course Manage Your Build? So, Manage Your Build, it goes on it really focuses on that phase four of getting your project built. It goes into detail on signing contracts and the actual step-by-step construction process for a new build or a renovation. How to get it right, by contrast, it encompasses the whole process and it covers all four phases that I've already mentioned a few times in the podcast. So there's a lot more involved in a renovation or building project than just the construction process, you know. In fact, getting the design right, that's a really big part of this. You can have the best build process, you know, but if you're building a terribly designed home, no level of quality in your construction is going to save that home, okay. Now, many members of How to Get It Right, they've actually gone on to join Manage Your Build to get that complete picture, some have felt confident in what they've learnt in, in how to get it right, about how to choose the best builder for them. And we also go through some in in that in the fourth phase of how to get it right, that getting your project built. I share with you some, some tips and strategies to help you understand site management, to help you with making selections for your project. And there's some tools and some templates to really assist you in doing that. We talk about some material choices, those types of things. So that is inside how to get it right and a lot of members find that that's enough for them and some other members want to be far more involved in the construction process so they then go on to join Manage Build as well. Now, there's lots of other questions um, that you may have. Head to the information page for how to get it right. Uh, and you'll see there's some frequently asked questions down the bottom of the page. And you can go through and see if there's um, if, if, uh, if there's any other questions that you might have that are answered there. And there's also a way that you can get in touch with me if you have a question that's not there, okay? So the web address for more information about how to get it right is www.undercoverarchitect.com forward slash get it right now, okay? now you can see there too exactly what's included in the course what you'll be learning each week Bonuses that you'll be receiving, and then also how you can access uh, a floor plan review or a Skype consultation with me. Okay, you'll also see details about the private Facebook membership, and you'll also um, get to read case studies of others who've done this course and how it's helped them. You know, you may find that there's a situation that's similar to yours, and so you can see how the course has really assisted them and determine whether it's a good fit for you and your home project. Now, all the links that you need that I've mentioned in this podcast episode they're all in the show notes okay so if you're listening to this on the move then make sure um, you head to the show notes and you'll be able to grab those web addresses. Now in the next episode I'm going to be heading back to the USA well figuratively speaking and I'm going to be sharing two incredible projects where gardens and landscape were designed in an incredibly innovative way that I think will really help you with ideas for your home. One in particular that I saw, I was incredibly fortunate to see as usually only staff get access. And I took loads of photographs, so I really look forward to sharing those with you, talking about them on the podcast, being able to share them with you on the blog. So make sure you stay tuned for that episode. Until next time, bye. <music>